friends. We're so thrilled that you're here. Welcome to a Safe Place Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Laura. We are two besties who love to encourage and walk with each other through our everyday hardships. In those difficult times, we've grown closer to God and each other. Is your friend circle a healthy place? Do you struggle with boundaries and relationships? Are you longing for relational tools, truth, and a few good laughs? This is a safe place to land. Our goal is not that you leave our episodes knowing more about us, but that you receive biblical advice, feel seen, and learn God's heart for you. Hi, friends. Hello. Welcome back to a Safe Place podcast. This is our first bonus episode. Last episode, we talked about burnout and how that affects us and how to avoid it and what to do if you are experiencing it. If you have not listened to that episode yet, pause this and go back and listen to it. Then come back to us in this episode because we will be talking about rest. More specifically, the seven types of rest we all need. So grab your notes because this bonus episode is going to be full of practical tips that you can put in your own tool belt to both prevent burnout and also help yourself get out of the pit of burnout. Yeah, so this episode came about because while we were doing research for burnout in our last episode, I stumbled across this wonderful woman of knowledge. Her name is Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith, and she is an international wellness expert featured in numerous media outlets, including Prevention, MSNBC, Women's Day, Fox, Fast Company, Psychology Today, INC, and TED.com. She's the author of numerous books, including bestseller, Sacred Rest, Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity, including life-changing insight on the seven types of rest needed to optimize your productivity, increase your overall happiness, and overcome burnout. And of course, live your best life. Over 250,000 people have discovered their personal rest deficits using her free seven types of rest assessment at restquiz.com. So Taylor and I both took the rest quiz and it's super quick. It's pretty easy um, and it's really kind of easy to understand. Yeah, it takes about 15 minutes or so to do. Yeah, and it really helped us to become more self-aware of where we're lacking in with our rest and it really educated us because we didn't know that there was so many kinds of rest like most people think of rest as sleeping extra, but Dr. Sandra makes it obvious um, that there's so much more to rest than just getting more sleep. Like there's so much more. So we're going to dive into those in this episode. So get out your notes, have a seat, and get ready to write down all of the practical tips that we're going to talk about from Dr. Sandra's website. Yeah, so there are seven. The first one we're gonna talk about is called physical. The chance to use the body in restorative ways to decrease muscle tension, reduce headaches, and promote higher quality of sleep. 
Lack of sleep and overtraining your body will deplete your body of energy. When people think of rest, they often think of a nap, which is exactly what we talked about. There are two kinds of physical rest, passive and active. Passive rest can be getting sufficient sleep seven plus hours nightly or taking power naps as needed. Ooh, I love me a good power nap. And Laura <laughs> doesn't like naps, but I do. <laughs> yeah, they just make me feel so sluggish. Ooh, uh, well, I can see that. But for me, it I feel like I have so much more energy. That's good. <laughs> good for you, girl. <laughs> Anyways, active rest can be getting a massage or stretching. So yeah. that's physical. I definitely have struggled over the last probably six months of getting decent amount of sleep and it's been so hard. And when I don't get my like good amount of sleep, I feel so sluggish and my brain feels really foggy and I just don't feel like myself. Mm. So I definitely am trying to work on that. But recently I have been doing regular workouts and workouts actually helps you sleep better. And I've seen a big difference on how my body has responded. Mm-hmm. So that's one way if you are struggling with your sleep. Yeah. And for people that like, for example, I sit at a desk all day and something that can help me is getting physical rest. Well, sometimes physical rest is actually going on a walk, like an easy walk, a leisure walk, or just stretching multiple times a day or once a day before bed. So it just depends on what you do all day for work or, you know, what what you do spending your time because sometimes physical rest can actually mean that you're doing something, but it's not very strenuous. Yes, that's, that's very good. Okay, so the second one is mental rest. The ability to quiet brain chatter and focus on things that matter. If your job requires heavy mental work, you might need to try some mental rest tips. Write down your to-dos, make a checklist, take a break from problem solving, pray, calm your mind, and do some breathing exercises. So those are all really, really good. Especially like if you come home after a really exhausting day of work, even if you love your job, nine times out of 10, we grab our phones and think that's quote unquote resting Mm -hmm. when really we should be avoiding that at all costs and finding something else that will help, you know, avoid your brain from spinning out of control basically. So true. So true. We think that we can just wind down on our phones or wind down watching TV when actually most of the time that doesn't actually help. Makes it worse sometimes. Yeah. I know for me personally, watching TV after a long day, I feel like I just wasted my whole evening when I could have gone for a walk or maybe I could have pulled out my journal and wrote some things down or maybe brain dumped some things if Mm -hmm. my brain is kind of overloaded with um, whatever I was thinking about that day. Mm -hmm. But instead, I either run to my phone or I flip on a a good show, which I'm trying my best to fix that. But, you know, we live and we learn. Mm -hmm. Brain dumping is so underrated. I agree. I agree. So on to number three, there is also social rest. 
Social rest is the wisdom to recognize relationships that revive from the ones that exhaust and how to limit exposure from draining people. As an introvert, I feel this one hard because I can only do one to two social activities after work during the week anymore and I feel so bogged down, which is why it's important that when I do hang out with people, it's with people who give me energy, who are positive, who are supportful, supportful, no, that's not a word, who are supporting and who value me. But most times I do need to schedule time to be alone because I am such an introvert and I really can't do so many things after work during the week. Like, ooh, it's rough. Yeah, and I've actually seen that time mm-hmm. and time again. And I've actually had to sit down and been like, Laura, I know you want to hang out with me, but I know today has been super hard. You sure you want to do this? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, because I say yes so easily. But then when the time comes, I'm like, oh, I really shouldn't have said yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can totally see that. And sometimes she'll... <laughs> Laura is so funny because she'll sit there and she'll look at me and she'll like contemplate. She's like, oh no, I'm fine. And then I'm like, are you really though? (laughs) And then I'm I'm like, think about it again. She goes, oh, okay, let's try next week. I'm like, exactly. Let's let's try to give it Mm -hmm. another week to kind of like get your brain back in focus because Mm -hmm. there's just, you know, so much going on in our lives. And me being the extrovert, I thrive on social like Mm -hmm. socialization and so I'm like oh yeah I can work and then go spend four hours with somebody when I realized introverts can't do that and being married to one I definitely have learned that we both also have totally different jobs in this season of our life like we used to both be nannies but now I'm working a desk job and you're still nannying so it's completely different and something that drains me does well hold on no if I'm feeling drained after work because I'm extroverting all day and then I get home uh, there's no turning that back on (laughs) the extrovert in me is is off (laughs) but since you're with kids all day you need some adult interaction and especially if you work like shorter hours and then you come home and you're like waiting for your husband to get home and when he gets home he's just like so tired and you're just like hey hi hi I want to talk to you how was your day blah 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 yep exactly (laughs) he's just like hold on I need a break (laughs) I know and he has to like constantly socialize so I have to give him some grace and you know he does embrace me and then he's like okay can you give me like 10 minutes I need to do something and then we can sit and chat and I'm like okay but yes it's taken some learning for me Mm -hmm. so the next one number four is spiritual the capacity to experience God in all things and dive into prayer and sit in the presence of the Holy Spirit Mm. so so good Take part in something bigger than yourself. The Bible calls us to be selfless. Do things for others and it will bring bring us joy. Volunteer somewhere or go on a prayer walk. That is so, so good. I honestly think about, you know, just sitting in God's presence and just soaking him up and like, 
turning off every distraction possible and just seeing what he has to say. And when you are in that moment and you give him a second, nine times out of 10, he's going to talk in ways that we don't expect, Mm -hmm. or he's going to give you something that you've been really needing. And sometimes we miss those opportunities because we're so like driven to do other things, or we got to do this, we got to do that. And we miss the mark. You know, we miss being mm-hmm. able to sit with him and just be quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, are also prayer walks. I love to prayer walk. Um, I've actually been wanting to do that a lot more around my neighborhood. And I just, I don't always think about it, but I think it's super important to be praying for our neighbors and to be praying for our communities around us, mm-hmm. especially for those that don't know the Lord at all. Mm-hmm. So that is something that can be really uh, fulfilling and it could fill up your spiritual cup. Mm-hmm. Side note, if you want to go listen to Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith's podcast, she has a whole episode about prayer walking, and she interviews a woman that's been prayer walking in her neighborhood for years, and she's not only seen the difference that it's make, it makes, but it also makes such a big difference in her, in her life and in her relationship with God. Um, I think she was struggling a lot with like so many aches and pains. And after she started walking, that's like, I think that's like one of the only exercises that she did, but for at least in the beginning and she was able to tone her body and she was able to get rid of all of those aches and pains just by walking. So it's not only good for you physically, it's also good for you emotionally and definitely mentally. So that's a good episode to go listen to. I listened to it and it was pretty good. I didn't even know that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to check that out. So the next kind of rest is sensory rest. Sensory rest is the opportunity to downgrade the endless noise received from electronics, fragrances, or background noise. The modern individual is so overstimulated So much noise in our world means we need to be intentional about unplugging, quieting, and controlling our home environment, especially ideas like take a break from social media, turn off the radio when you're driving home from work, or set up a relaxing ambiance in your home. That is so important, and I did not realize that I had sensory issues until the last couple years. I don't think a lot of people realized that they had sensory issues until like COVID because we were all stuck in our homes and especially parents with kids, they were stuck at home with their kids for a long time. So I'm sure that they probably got overstimulated and oof, that's probably why so many people got divorces after COVID. It's so sad. Mm Yeah, that, that's a good way to look at that. So the next one, number six, is emotional. The freedom to authentically express feelings and eliminate people-pleasing behaviors. Emotional exhaustion might occur when you feel like you can't be your authentic self. If your personality is goofy and you can't be that way at work, maybe hang out with a friend you can goof around with. Or maybe try to talk to a therapist to release emotional baggage. Yeah, I uh, struggle with this one. I definitely have found that if I don't take care of myself emotionally, I tend to have some of these symptoms. 
And although I actually have been going to therapy, which has been super helpful, um, that definitely does help with a lot of emotional baggage and helps me uh, develop some tools that maybe I didn't really think about. So that's always a good thing to do. It also helps to have a friend in your circle that you can emotionally unload, so to speak. Like, as long as you're making sure that that person is in a okay headspace to kind of carry that load, not carry it, but to let it kind of unfold and to, it's kind of like, I hear people say, um, use emotionally unload as like bleeding on somebody. So like they all say you can bleed on me or whatever. And that is so helpful to have a friend in your circle that can do that and that has the patience and the support. And I know that we're for, we are that people, that person (laughs) in each other's lives because we've both emotionally unloaded on each other. But we're pretty good at asking beforehand if the other person is in in an okay headspace. Yeah, and even if the other person's like, hey, I don't really have anything to give right now, but I can just be a listening ear, that's always super helpful because we don't always know what to say back to each other. We're always good about saying like, hey, I'm sorry, like I'm here for you, I'm praying for you. Mm -hmm. And even that is super comforting. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having someone that can just listen could mean more than anything else. So I know some people struggle with like, if they have such a strict job where they have to like put on a front face and like they have to be serious all the time. And so sometimes like, especially if they're already goofy as it is, and then they come home, they forget to be goofy because they were so constantly like, you know, got to be serious all the time. So finding someone that you can hang out with and just like be yourself, like, you know, either cracking jokes or like my husband's super witty. And so he usually, even though his job is go, 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 because he's a UPS driver, he'll come home and end up cracking jokes on me because he's got no one else to do it to, but he's able to be himself, you know, and on route, he kind of has to be more professional. And so even though sometimes it drives me crazy, (laughs) he's professional, but he's also very, very friendly. And so he makes friends with all of the people he delivers. Yes, he does. (laughs) But I don't know if he cracks jokes with them. But anyways, yeah, I just thought that was very interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that you have no idea how many times I've been scared to say something that I thought was funny at work or when I send emails. Do you know how hard it is for me to send professional like emails, like adult emails? (laughs) I hate it. (laughs) It is so hard. Wait, because you want to just be funny? Yeah, or just, like, fun, because, let's be honest, nobody likes reading emails. No. So, (laughs) I like, it's so hard for me to, like, sound professional in an email, but I've learned a lot in the last year. Doesn't mean that I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard you talk like that before. (laughs) True. I mean, I, so, I have to send out an email to our staff once a week, and, it's boring stuff. Like it's stuff they need to know, but it's boring. Mm. And I know that none of them 
enjoy to read the email or especially because of how repetitive it has to be like it's once a week but I started putting in this is so off topic kind of but I started putting in jokes in my emails so I send two jokes a week and I have had such a positive um such positive feedback from our staff say like I look forward to your emails every week now and they always make me laugh and I always try to encourage our staff to use them with the kids and stuff because I work in a school so oh my gosh I didn't know that that is so fun And and it's not it wasn't fun before for me to send the emails so I'm like Surely if I'm not having fun sending this email, they're not having fun reading it and they're most likely not even looking at what they need to look at. So to help them both enjoy getting the email and also make sure that they're looking at the email, I like to send the jokes so that they look forward to it and they actually see what I need them to see. (laughs) Yeah, that's so fun. That's such a creative idea. Yeah. Very cool, friend. Yeah, it's been... It's been fun, though, trying to, like, manage having a personality while also being professional. (laughs) So the next rest is creative. So the experience of allowing beauty to inspire awe and liberate wonder. Appreciate or create beautiful things. Go on a walk in nature. Watch a sunset visit a museum or an art gallery, engage with inspiring music, books, or documentaries. I love to paint and color. And I had a season where I was painting on a regular basis. Like, gosh, when was that? Five years ago? So weird. Um, But I haven't in such a long time. So I really want to get back into that. And I just remember how like refreshing it was to paint and to just like turn on some worship music and just go to town. Sometimes um, I made paintings for other people like they weren't good or anything but it was just like encouraging words or sometimes I even just did like some very 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 beginner calligraphy. (laughs) Oh! I would like try to do like cursive um, verses and tried to use some paints and watercolor. I was, I was so amateur, but it was fun. And I still have a bunch of them to this day. Um, I should probably hang them up because that is a way to have creative rest is to create an ambiance in your home or your workspace that gives you that like creative rest. Um, It doesn't just have to be doing like the act of painting, but I definitely want to try um, doing more things that include creative rest, even though both of us love to go hiking. And so we love to be in God's nature and everything. But Mm -hmm. um, I don't really think to go to like museums or art galleries. I I don't know if I've ever gone to an art gallery. (laughs) Oh, we should go. Yeah, that would be fun. Or, like, I think what would intrigue me more is, like, a landscape, like, photography gallery. Oh, shocker. (laughs) You guys didn't see this, but as she rolls her eyes. (laughs) Oh, shocker. (laughs) 
even trying to be sarcastic, but uh, I, I guess it turned out that way. I mean, sometimes when I see like abstract art or paintings, I'm like, what is that? And how do they end up so much money, like worth so much money? Yeah, like I honestly don't really have an appreciation for art or abstract art, but if it's like a painting of landscape or, you know, give me some Bob Ross. Heck. <laughs> Give me all the Bob Ross. <laughs> you know, what's funny is, I, I don't know if I talked to you about this, but when I was homeschooling, my mom uh, sat us down and we did a lot of, like, contemporary, uh, like, musicians, um, like Bach. Oh, I don't remember the exact, like, what they're called. I can't mm-hmm. think of it in my head. But we would sit with their music and we would just draw however we were feeling with hmm. with watercolors and all sorts of things. That's it was cool. really cool. And Bach was one of my favorites. Hmm. Um, he has some pretty cool music. I've and, never heard that before. Um, and Beethoven, all of his hmm. music, and there was a ton of them. But we, it was just like super relaxing. Like we just sat there and just listened and. Some of uh, some of them were pretty dark, and so some of us kids, my siblings and I, would actually have like darker paintings because mm-hmm. that's how we were feeling in that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's such a like, like that's one thing you could do: just mm-hmm. sit and soak and do that. I mean, it's just so much fun. I think that would even be fun to do it together, like be in each other's presence, but you don't have to like interact. You don't have to like talk. Absolutely. But I just love being in people's presence that I love and enjoy, even if we're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. But to be doing that and just like painting, you could be doing creative rest and also getting emotional rest or social rest because you're with somebody that you love and that fills your cup and... So you could be killing two birds with one stone there. Yeah, no, it's super (laughs) relaxing. I remember so many times where my mom would say, okay, you have this choice or that choice. And we would always choose to sit and listen to the music Mm -hmm. and paint. That's so fun. Uh, It was, yeah, it was one of the best memories I had as a child. Mm -hmm. So fun. So those were all the kinds of rest. There's seven of them. Let me just go over them real fast. So there's physical rest, mental rest social rest, spiritual rest, sensory rest, emotional rest, and creative rest. So if any of these sparked your curiosity or made you think, maybe you should go to therestquiz.com and take it yourself. Um, I'm not being paid to say that. (laughs) I just really believe in this and Mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense to me. Like, it, it just makes sense, but it also has really opened my mind to ways of rest that I have been deficient in for pretty much my whole life. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know how to manage any of this. So learning how to manage it, learning how to schedule it in, um, and so many other things that we also talked about in our last podcast, um, I think is really going to positively impact my life Mm. yeah yeah so many of these things we might or many of the ways of rest so 
Many of the ways of rest we might do or say when we have extra time, but I'm telling you, you cannot live a joyful, fulfilled, God-honoring life living that way. You need to prioritize rest because think about it. We are never going to have an empty to-do list. I don't know about you, but I always have a to-do list and it never goes away. I don't ever cross everything off and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to rest now. That never happens. It's unrealistic because we always have things to do. That's just life. Um, So instead of waiting until that day happens, we should schedule in ourselves and take the initiative and be intentional because it's never going to happen if we don't do that. Yeah, that's so, that's so true. So next we're going to do, we're going to talk about our results of the rest test. Yeah, we're not too thrilled about our results. (laughs) (laughs) It makes so much sense though. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about how to interpret your results. The type of rest with the highest score is the one that you should focus on. It is the primary type of rest you are missing in your life. If you score 0 to 15, you are getting moderate rest in this area. If you score 16 to 25, you are experiencing rest in this area, but you would thrive with more. If you score 26 to 35, you are feeling the effects of your lack of rest and need to change. If you score higher than a 35, you are, your life is badly affected by your lack of rest in this area. So Laura is going to go first. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to go through my scores. The I went basically, I, I organized them by worst to best. <laughs> so we're going to hear my worst score first. Um, my worst score was mental rest. That means that my life is negatively affected by my lack of rest in this area. And since taking this test, I am like so aware of all the times in the day that I'm like feeling mentally drained. And that's helpful because then I can, you know, take steps to help that. Um, My second one. Oh, wait, did I saw I don't think I said my score, but it's a 36. Um, My next worst score is emotional rest, and that's at 35. And that just means that it needs to change. Also, (laughs) creative rest is at a 33, and that needs to change. Sensory rest is at a 27, and that needs a change. And then We go to social rest, and that's at 27 as well, and that needs a change. And then there's physical rest is at a 19, so that's pretty good. And then spiritual rest is at 14, and that's the best kind of rest that I actively do. So I felt pretty good about that. Um, I mean, it doesn't take away the bad scores that I had with mental rest and emotional rest, (laughs) but I, it all makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it because, um, it's not any better. (laughs) (laughs) So mine 
My first one is mental rest and that's out of 43, which means it definitely is uh, a huge damper. Yeah. When I saw that number, I was like, my eyes almost popped out of my head because <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm a 36 at my highest. That's pretty, you know, not to compare, but I was like, whoa. Yeah, and then when I bad. saw your number, I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" <laughs> I mean, it probably makes sense though. Yeah, <laughs> just on things that we have talked about in like past. And but stuff. that's kind of cool that our top worst <laughs> scores are the same. Yeah, I <laughs> they're both that. mental. I didn't notice that until right now. Mental, emotional, yeah. Yeah, so that makes so much sense. Yes, and so emotional rest is the same number, 43, so that is a huge damper that I need to uh, work on. That's uh, It negatively um, impacts my life. And then physical rest is 31, so that's not too bad, but it definitely needs a change. Creative rest is at 30, same. It's not too bad, but it definitely needs change. Social score is 30, which is kind of weird because as a social butterfly that I am, you would think that it would be lower or would be a lower number, but apparently not. (laughs) But I think it has to do with when I'm in new places and I tend to kind of like shrink. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, I used to be the type of person where If you knew me when I was a child, early teens, I knew everybody in the church. I knew like at least one fun fact. I knew more people than my parents did. And it was just like who God created me to be. I just was like, oh, I'm going to meet this person and that person. And I didn't intend to like make best friends, but I did make friends pretty fast. Um, And so because of specific trauma in my life, it has caused me to shrink And so, um, I tend to kind of like wait for people to come to me. So that's where the introvert kind of comes in a bit. And until I get more healing, that's where I'm at. So I can see why it is at a 30. Mm -hmm. That's something I definitely need to work on. So sensory is at 22. I'm, I'm not really sure why it's at 22, but... I mean, it's not a super high number, but it's definitely not super low. Um, I don't necessarily, like, deal with a lot of sensory issues other than I feel like I constantly have to be doing stuff. I can't sit still for very long. And I always have to have music going on in the background. So that is a sensory problem. Like, I should be able to sit in silence and be okay. Mm. And I struggle with that. I think everybody does with how our our society is today. I I think with all the noise, I think everybody struggles to sit in silence and like not do anything. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like awkward. Everyone thinks, but for you, like it, it was kind of weird because you and I both don't love like super loud music, especially when we're driving. We're like, okay, do not turn the music loud. It's stressful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but like, shadow barking that could be a sensory thing for you like if he continually barks and and you just get really emotion or not emotional (laughs) you get like very like a sensory overload and you're like I just want him to stop like that's noise that could be really bothering you and your 
sensory things. Yeah, it startles me. That's mm-hmm. like, it startles anyone that hears it for the first time. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I don't like it. Like, it just, oh, it makes me cringe. So I can see why there's a little bit of a problem there. But spiritual rest is at 16, so that's pretty good. And mm-hmm. um, honestly, I didn't expect to see that number. I thought it would be a lot higher, but it just makes me feel good overall that I am making sure that I'm spending time with the Lord and I'm making that a priority. So mm-hmm. that was a really good number to see. Mm-hmm. And you're continually praying throughout the day Yep. and going to him first. So those are our test results. I hope you enjoyed um, listening to us be vulnerable because <laughs> that was vulnerable. But um, I hope that that helps you guys. And this week we are both putting our rest to the test. So head over to our Instagram so you can see how we are taking these test results and making time in our schedule for rest. We will post at the end of the week how each day went and what we did to rest that day. So we're probably going to make a carousel post and have some just key points of what we did that day and how it positively or maybe negatively affected our day. You never know. Um, but we might even hop on our stories. So make sure you're following us, following us at a safe place podcast. We are so excited for you guys to listen to this and hear some feedback. You guys have all been super sweet from the last episode and it was super encouraging to hear that like you guys are like relating to a lot of the things that we were talking about. So I hope this one is also something you can relate to. And if you decide to do this test, please tag us so we can (gasps) see. It would be awesome so we can root for you guys Mm -hmm. and... Um, be there as a support system. Mm -hmm. So we can't wait to see you on the next one. Yes. Bye, friends. Bye. Thanks for being here, friend. We hope that this episode was encouraging to you. And if it was, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast, leave a rating and review. Go follow our Instagram at a safe place podcast and comment on our pinned posts what topics you would like to hear about. If this episode brought someone to your mind, go ahead and hit the share button and send it to them because you don't know what battle they are going through. We would be over the moon excited if you join us for our next episode. Psalm 91.2 says, This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. So grow in grace and keep the faith, friends.